We might be too young to have a spotted cow, but we are both diehard Packers fans. I could talk about this for hours. He was my legend. He was my quarterback one. Taysom Hill, forever in my heart. We have a kind of a reputation of being the young, the young diehard fans. How was that, Dr. Pepper Taysom? Amazing. Hey, good. Let's keep it over 25 minutes, all right? How's it going, everybody? This is Joey here at the Underage Podcast. Well, or the Underage Packers Podcast. That Packers part in there is pretty important to the title. Welcoming you in to episode 113. Joining me, as always, is my Brewers uh, fan friend and Big B. Big B, how does it feel not to be the winner of, I don't even know what the division name is, but how does it feel not to be a winner of that division? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Just, yeah? Yeah. Just feels, yeah. I don't know. Mm, I, haven't, okay. I haven't paid attention to the Brewers since football started so i not yes. emotionally um depressed or anything mm-hmm. because the brewers didn't win sucks we didn't win uh three years in a row making the playoffs doesn't look like it's happening this year i kind of hope it doesn't happen because they do not deserve to be in the playoffs but i won't go into that okay well i will be you best believe that if cardinals do end up winning the world series uh yeah. once again I will not let it go. I will be talking about it nonstop. So you can look forward to that one for sure. Oh boy. Do I have to look forward to it? Oh yes, you do. And I will be look forward, be looking forward to celebrating with the St. Louis classic Emo's pizza and toasted ravioli. And I will have a great time uh, celebrating that world series win, but back to our main sport here, football. Packers versus Patriots this week. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Talk about the Buccaneers game that that happened this past week, and we'll talk about all the stuff that happened between then and now. So it should be a good time. Let's start off recapping a little bit more about this Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. We got our full 17-minute recap about the Buccaneers game posted earlier in the week, so make sure you go check that out if you have not already. Um, But a few more thoughts. One, just today, this Wednesday, Pat O'Donnell was named the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Oh, man, that's electrifying. A Green Bay Packer winning Special Team Player of the Week. Now, Mason Crosby accomplished the same thing last year, week three of the 2021 season. You know, the game where they got the game-winning kick against the 49ers throwing game. Pat O'Donnell, though, is the first Packers punter to win this award since Tim Massey. The ginger weapon back in 2012. So Pat O'Donnell set in history three games in with this career in Green Bay. And the only other, or I did have another note, but one of the only other notes I had about this Buccaneers game was also about special teams. And that was, man, a round of applause to this Packers front office for being able to not only find Pat O'Donnell, but also Keyshawn Nixon and Rudy Ford, who have showed out on special teams so far this season. All three of those guys are brand new players. I'm sure Rich Versace had something to do with that. So props to him, but major props to this Packers front office. I was able to go out and add those players, add them to special teams because look, the front office can only add so much, can only do so much to help out special teams by adding players, but they have seemed to accomplish that with those three additions. um, And that's great to see. Um, 
the one other note I had on this game was Jaron Reed, the free agent signing, the defensive lineman brought over from Kansas City. He really looked like he started to get something going in this game against Tampa Bay, especially in the second half, so I'm looking forward to see more of that. Also, Devontae Wyatt, the rookie, played in seven snaps, and throughout the season, he's just going to gradually earn, hopefully earn more playing time week by week and improve every week. So that defensive line, is the depth on that defensive line is phenomenal, and every single one of those players is looking great, exceeding expectations so far. Big B, any uh, thoughts you wanted to add to that Tampa Bay game before we put it in the past? Yeah, I mean, all the players you just mentioned are were picked up via free agency. Yep. So, I mean, that should just show you how good the front office is, how good Brian Kudikins is at pulling the trigger and signing these players. The special teams players most likely are from uh, Rich Visaccia's recommendations. But you love to see all the players that we signed in the offseason making an impact early in the year. Absolutely. Um, now, looking ahead to this Patriots game, I was like digging for any good information I could find on New England. But really, the one thing you need to know about this New England Patriots team coming into this week four match is that they don't have their starting quarterback in Matt Jones. I'm sure, many of you saw the pictures of him walking off the field at Foxborough last week where he just looks like he is in so much pain. Um, it looks like it was a high ankle sprain, but a sprain, well, a sprain seems too unserious for the reaction he had. Um, <laughs> so I, I believe they're still doing some scans trying to figure out what it is, but it's an ankle injury for Mac Jones. More than likely not going to play this week. By the time this episode is out on the Friday before the game, you've probably already known, but at this point when we're filming, Bill Belichick is tr- still trying to play this game where he keeps it a mystery on whether it's going to be Mac Jones or Brian Hoyer. But we're just going to go along and say that Mac Jones is not going to have some incredible recovery, and it's going to be the veteran Brian Hoyer out there on Sunday at Lambeau Field. Um, And look, we learned our lesson last year when we tried to preview this game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, they're in the AFC. I I don't know anything about them, and I'm not going to pretend I know anything about them. So... There, you know, there's a few notes that we can pick up on, but, you know, Mac Jones not playing is a big one. And the Patriots, the main thing, uh, you know, pretty much all of Bill Belichick's reign, even when Tom Brady was their quarterback, their big thing was defense, which makes sense. You know, Bill Belichick is a defensive-minded coach, um, and they have typically have had a lot of assistant defensive coaches go on to be head coaches. And none of them have had success. Very few of them have. I, in fact, I really can't think of a single person on the Bill Belichick coaching tree that has had success. Like, is is there anyone I'm forgetting? I mean, Brian Flores is probably the most successful. Yeah. He still got fired. Yeah, man. I am like, even he, he, he shouldn't have gotten fired, obviously, but even he was like still untouched potential. It felt like he had improved too much in his time with Miami. But, hey, the Patriots defense has and still is the main focus of this team. Um, Apparently, this is from Patriots.com. I was reading the Patriots website, and they had an article, like, who has the edge in each one of these situations. So, like, uh, running the the Patriots running the ball, who has the edge? 
um, Packers throwing the ball through West Edge. It's like every single one of them was Packers have the edge. So even in special teams, Patriots.com gave the advantage to the Green Bay Packers. So, man, things are not looking good in New England, apparently, and especially now without Mac Jones. I guess we're not putting too much faith in Brian Hoyer. The one thing I do have to say is they cannot let this become a trap game Mm -hmm. because it can so easily become that. And as much as I'd like to dismiss Brian Hoyer and just, you know, write this game down as a W right now, I do think back to Matt Moore and the Kansas City Chiefs, which, you know, even without Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs were much more talented than the Patriots are without Mac Jones um, at this point. Um, but Matt Moore really lit it up against that 2019 Packers team I saw with my own two eyes. Um, so cannot let this become a trap game. I also think back to the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2020, one that the Packers should have won 53 to nothing by the second quarter. But they, they let Jacksonville stay in that one for a little too long, and it took a Rashawn Gary sack on, what was it, like fourth and short near the end of the game um, that – the Green Bay had to win, and they only won by four points. So after that game, it was like, oh, yikes, a win is a win, I guess, but that's not too promising. So cannot let this become a trap game. And that's why we'll skip around here a little bit and go to my three keys for this week. Number one is putting the game away early, right? You cannot let these New England have any sense of hope. You got to kill them right at the start. And that kind of leads into my second key of not having – so many mistakes that keep New England in the game, right? You don't want to have stupid fumbles, stupid turnovers, stupid penalties on crucial downs. You don't want to have mistakes on special teams because that's how you let a team that shouldn't win a game, that's how you let them right back in it, and then all it takes is one or two other plays that fall their way, right? Um, and then my third and final key, um, be able to kill them with A.J. Dillon in the second half. Like, don't don't try to throw the ball. Don't try to stab pad. Just mm-hmm. hand the ball off to A.J. Dillon. Kill that clock. And it should be pretty easily sledding for the Green Bay Packers. Now, for the Patriots to win this game, they're probably going to try and use their two running backs, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, quite a lot. Um, they're going to try the pound and rock them. Um, and they're, they're both also have the ability out of the backfield. So I'm sure... They're not only going to be trying to pound the rock with them, but also give Brian Hoyer that, you know, that cheap skate option uh, right out of the flat. Bill Belichick's offenses have kind of revolved around that. Um, I'm trying to think who is their offense coordinator now that McDaniels is in Las Vegas. You know, I don't know. I think they didn't name one or wait titles for it. Yeah. They didn't name one. um, But Joe judge and Matt Patricia are pretty much co offensive coordinators for them what a what a duo there (laughs) matt patricia and joe judge man they're here to kill your defense that's not too intimidating i gotta say yeah um let's see so yeah they're gonna try to use their two running backs talented but not game killers in a way that you know a lot of a few other teams if they had star running backs would be able to survive without their starting quarterback I don't know if that's going to be the case for New England. They're going to try to put pressure on Aaron Rodgers because that is, as I was saying earlier about their defense, 
you know, New England's what they've had success so far in the season is putting pressure on the quarterback. It's pretty much how they beat uh, Pittsburgh in week two, 17 to 14. So, hey, Packers legend Lawrence guy is going to be hungry uh, in this game as well as um, I'm trying to think uh, Matthew Judon and a few other guys that were part of their spending spree uh, before the 2021 season. So, We'll be interested. I, you know, New England is really an interesting team to me at this place they're at right now because they're not at a full real be- rebuilding stage, and they never really were, even immediately after Tom Brady left them. Um, I mean, it was, first of all, kind of surprising to see Bill Belichick stay around, but I guess he's, he just loves it so much, obviously. But, like, they've never really been in full rebuild mode. They're kind of staying afloat. I don't know if Mac Jones is truly their their quarterback of the future, their franchise quarterback for the next 10 or 15 years, but he's all right for now. So they're in an interesting stage at this point for New England. All right, finally, uh, for this Patriots game preview, I do, I do have a quote from Bill Belichick that I want to read up just because it's so classic Bill Belichick. Um, but one player we're watching this week I'll go ahead and go first. I'm saying Romeo Dobbs. I want to see, you know, especially if Christian Watson is still out this week and Sammy Watkins stays on IR as well. Uh, I want to see if Romeo Dobbs can continue the success he had against Tampa and if he can keep on taking steps up week by week to eventually be in, you know, wide receiver 1A, 1B with Al Lazard. Big B, who is one player you're watching in this game for Green Bay? You know, even if Jair Alexander does play, I'm going to say Keyshawn Nixon. Like, man, he had a phenomenal game in Tampa. Yeah. Um, I want to see him on special teams. Like, I can't believe I'm saying that. But even, like I said, if Jair plays, I want to see him on special teams. He got that um, that punt. The punt that was down at the one, he caught that, like, over the shoulder. That was gorgeous. He was an absolute stud on special teams came in in a big spot when Jair went out and played really freaking well. Uh, I don't really know how many catches he gave up. It seemed like they were picking on him though, but it seemed like he holds his own. I want to see him um, stack um, games on top of each other. Keyshawn Nixon. He's a baller. Absolutely. I'm really interested to see if this game against Tampa kind of taught Joe Barry anything on how he wants to use his corners. Because as a lot of people have pointed out, Rasul Douglas has looked looked a lot better on the outside um, than he did in the slot. And he was forced to move to the outside once Jair went down. So maybe, you know, like you mentioned, if Jair is healthy this week, maybe they move Jair in the slot and keep Rasul and Eric holding down the outside forts. And then, you know, Keyshawn, this defense doesn't usually need four corners at a time or throughout a game. So, but I do think he played really well to kind of solidify him in that cornerback four role. Um, so interested to see what they roll out at corner this weekend. Yeah, that's definitely something um, I've, I, I always think like at night for my make-a-wish, like, what am I going to ask these people? That's one question I am going to ask Joe Barry if I get to um, talk to him again is like, why the they're not using Jair in the slot more often having Rasul Douglas out on the perimeter because I feel like that is the best way to use the corners is have Stokes and Rasul on on the outside Jair in the slot 
I like what um, Andy Herman said, though, um, in his live Monday, hmm. I think, is having Rasul in the slot, but then on obvious passing downs, moving Jair inside in the slot, putting Rasul on the outside. And because um, Rasul gets absolutely kind of dusted by the quick twitch receivers in the slot, and that's mostly mm-hmm. who plays in the slot. So that was a little thing I found interesting during yeah. his- Interesting. I did want to pluck out the, the make-a-wish fact that you mentioned there. And <laughs> for those who, do, who don't know, Big B, thanks to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, is going to get an awesome experience at the Packers versus Cowboys game That's that weekend, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be fun. And I just love the idea, like you just mentioned, of like uh, you, I, I'm like, I don't know how it's going to be, but like you and a group of other kids, like roaming the Packers facility and like you're the only one that's like, oh my God, Joe Barry. And like, oh, this, and like, so the tour guide's like, this is the Packers defense coordinator. And you're like, yeah, yeah, cut that. Like, Joe, why are we not seeing more Jair in the slot? What are we doing here? And the rest of the kids are just like, huh? Just so confused. But I love this idea. In fact, I, I think you need to find a way to get in the, the press conferences, especially for the assistant coaches days on because yes. it's usually Wednesday. Wednesday, I think, is the offensive coaches, and then Thursday, the defensive coaches, if I'm not mistaken. Wednesday and Thursday, got to get in those press conferences because, like, I have never seen somebody with so much knowledge and recognition of the position coaches as you. So, like, you, you need to be in those rooms. Yeah, I'd be down. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, you, you needed to talk to Sino on that one. Yes, I will. Good buddy. Good buddy. Um, all right. Speaking of press conferences, um, I mean, one, make sure you check out my press conference parody that I put out last week. A lot of fun. Um, also, uh, speaking of press conferences, Bill Belichick, this was a quote I mentioned earlier, but Bill Belichick, man, he just has some of the best press conferences because he is not having it. I would be interested to hear the perspective of the Patriots beat on just what is life like <laughs> asking Bill Belichick questions, because I, I wouldn't say he degrades them, but he certainly isn't like the most cheerful guy to interview, even though he is the best coach in football history behind Vince Lombardi. Like I saw he always has the best answers. And today he asked, a reporter was just asking a general question looking for an update on Mac Jones. So the reporter asked, does Mac Jones have a high ankle sprain? And Belichick says, what do I look like? A doctor? An orthopedic surgeon? Day by day. (laughs) I love the orthopedic surgeon part of that because what even is orthopedic? Isn't that like children? I have no idea, but I'm No, that's pediatrics. Oh, uh, orthopedic surgeon. Okay, so like kind of a surgeon, interesting. But also, so he, he definitely, like Matt LaFleur, wanted to emphasize the day by day part. And I saw where later in his press conference, he just repeated day by day that phrase three times in a row. So hopefully the Patriots beat gets a message now on that. Yeah, like that, um, that quote gives me um, vibes from the uh, Matt LaFleur pancreas commercial. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> Just imagining Bill Belichick in um, the hospital gowns um, doing surgery on Mac Jones. I need to find um, 
what do I need to find? I need to find his answer to the kid who the to the kid reporter about fantasy football because that was also phenomenal. Let me pull this up here. Uh, more than our moms would like, but um, and we're obsessed with fantasy football. Even though you don't like, you don't play. Um, do you think it's a good or bad for the NFL? Yeah, honestly, I don't really have any opinion on that because it, like fantasy football doesn't mean anything to me. Like we're just trying to win games out here, and so I don't know who's hot, who's not, who wins, who doesn't. Like I don't really care about that. I just care about whether we win. So. Yeah, I have fun with that. So I I just I love that. And I, I feel sad for the kid who probably spent like, you know, weeks and months thinking, OK, what is the one question I'm going to ask Bill Belichick? And he's he's getting all excited, waiting for his answer. And then he hears that answer. And I'm sure afterwards he's like, you know, if he's like above the age of seven years old, I'm sure afterwards he was like, yeah. That was a dumb question to ask Bill Belichick <laughs> of all people. <laughs> like, so that uh, Bill Belichick, thank you for providing us content gold with your press conferences all the time, man. I'm, and I look forward to your one that's going to be in a deflated tone uh, this Sunday. Can't wait for it. So to wrap things up, Packers should have, should be an easy win this week against New England. And I don't say that to be cocky. I say that. The the level we expect out of the Green Bay Packers team, this Green Bay Packers team, they should win over the Patriots. I will be a little concerned if they do not, to be quite honest with you. Yes. New England Patriots coming to Lambeau Field this weekend at 325 Central Time. Um, I was going to say make sure you watch it, but, like, I'm not trying to promote it. Like, I think everybody who's listening to the podcast has those plans in mind. But thank you for watching our show, making that choice. We really appreciate it. Uh, make sure to follow Under Ace Packers on all the social medias. We'll talk to you later. As always.